This is B2B Radio featuring Mr. Biz, sponsored by Capital Plus. Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth, a nationally recognized leading business-to-business advisor, will present information that helps reduce risk, improve financial performance, and change your company's future. If you're ready to take your business to the next level, this program is for you. And now, here's Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. Welcome to B2B Radio with me, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. And this just isn't any old episode of BB Radio. We have something special for you today. I am proud to say it is our 100th show. And since this is our 100th show, I decided to do something awesome for the listeners. As you guys know, sometimes I get a little off my rocker. So get this. We're going to share the top 100 tips for small business owners to manage and grow their business. I personally handpicked nine other experts I trust in each of 10 different disciplines that I think are most critical for your business, small business success. And that is what we have for you today. The top 10 tips in 10 different subjects, 100 tips in all. In no particular order, you will hear from Mr. Biz recommended experts in digital marketing and website optimization. Of course, this impacts every business owner. Legal concerns. Our expert attorney hits on the big things that impact your business. Financing options. Renee will demystify this confusing topic. We'll talk about sales and growth. Think like uh, Grant Cardone type stuff. We'll talk about, of course, financial challenges. 82% of businesses fail due to cash flow challenges. We will help you fix that, among several other issues, holding your company back from higher profitability. We'll talk about media options. What are the best options out there and how can you best utilize them? Branding. We will tell you exactly how to grow and optimize your brand. Of course, can't have a show like this without talking about human resources. How can you hire faster and how to retain your top employees? We will also talk about networking. Do you know how to best leverage networking to increase business? This is a real eye-opener. Finally, we will discuss retirement for business owners. This is what we all want, right? The good news is this special 100th episode of BB Radio is being brought to you commercial-free thanks to our sponsors. We will bust through literally the top 10 tips in each of these topics in the next 60 minutes. We have a lot to ground to cover, so... Without further ado, let's get this party started. We are going to start with the end in mind. I'm a big fan of reverse engineering solutions. So first up on our list of experts is none other than Mr. Johnny Dawson, the CEO of Capstone Wealth Advisors. Capstone Wealth Advisors offers comprehensive financial advice and investment management through a broad range of solutions to help your clients achieve their dreams for today, tomorrow, and well into the future. You can call them at 614-823-8660. They are a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services. So we trust Johnny to give us our monthly financial market updates. So uh, welcome back, Johnny, and please share your retirement tips for small business owners. Yeah, thanks, Ken, for having me back. It's a pleasure, and, and I was excited to be a part of our 10 tips for your 100th anniversary and uh, for your show. And looking at our 10 tips, the first one that I've got to say is, is our 10th tip would be working with a tax advisor on understanding your tax breaks. We know that there's a lot of new tax laws in place, and now is a perfect time to develop a relationship with a CPA if you don't already have one to better understand how not only you, but how your business can take advantage of the tax breaks that are put in place. So setting up that that relationship with a tax advisor would be great. Number nine on our list is paying yourself first with a systematic savings plan. It's easy to have expenses eat away at your profits each each month, so we recommend that you create a systematic savings plan that you pay into at the beginning of the month rather than trying to figure out how much do I have left over at the end. Tip number eight is creating a succession plan. We never know what could happen on any given day. 
So that is why it's imperative you have a succession or a buy-sell in place, not just to protect your business, but also for your family as well. And then tip number seven, we have that you place enough capital and you keep it liquid for six months of expenses. So as business owners, your monthly revenue may have some ups and downs. So it's important to ensure that you have enough capital just to cover at least six months of your expenses, uh, including any P&L expenses that you have in there, payroll, etc. So we typically recommend having six months of expenses coverage. Tip number six, keep your personal and your business finances separate not just for the sanity of staying organized, but also uh, keeping your personal and business finances separately makes it easier for tax time too, and your CPA will appreciate that. Uh, Number five, don't keep excess capital in your business account. It's easy to hoard a bunch of cash into a business account, but once you have over six months of expenses saved up, look for investment vehicles that can over time uh, grow interest, or even if, you, if you're if you looking for some growth, make sure that it's within the ranges of your tolerance for risk. So you don't want to take too much risk uh, on your capital that you need if, if it's for business expenses. Tip number four, we have preparing for uh, rough patches. We all know, as we're seeing uh, with the market here recently, it can be volatile, and business expenses and profits and revenues can be volatile as well. So you never know, again, what tomorrow's going to bring. So that's why it's important to maintain that six-month emergency fund. But outside of that, if you own investments in an accessible brokerage account, um, you could be able to put some money away there, gain some interest on that account, and then be able to withdraw it without any penalties uh, depending on the investment vehicles. So preparing for some rough patches is our tip number four. Tip number three is focus on creating a habit of managing your P&L. We all know that P&L time every month is the worst task that business owners can possibly have. <laughs> and if you're maintaining it yourself, make sure you do it, you set up a habit to do it consistently every month. Um, I know for our firm, what we do is we, I time block it on the same day every single month to go through my P&L, make sure it's all up to date, that we've got all of our expenses accounted for, all of our profits are accounted for. Um, now, if you have a CPA that's doing your P&L, make sure you sit down with them on a regular basis just to go over it together. Tip number two, so ensure that your retirement portfolio is not only diversified, but you have a systematic plan in place for saving as well. So as business owners, we put retirement on the back burner and use the business as our retirement plan. That can be a huge mistake. So creating a savings plan for your retirement should be systematic and diversified. And then tip number one, that I've got is surround yourself with experts. There are numerous professionals that I feel you should surround yourself with, and the top four that I would recommend would be a CPA, an attorney, a cash flow expert like Mr. Biz himself, <laughs> and then a financial advisor. And Ken, those are our top 10 tips for finance for business owners. Retirement, here we come. I love it. Thanks, Johnny. You're uh, touching on, you mentioned preparing for rough patches. I always recommend having a plan B, so I love that one. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, just to be able to make sure you've got the capital because that's where a lot of businesses fall in the pitfalls. Yep, sounds good. Are you looking to grow your business without creating a mountain of debt? Capital Plus can help. Visit cpifunding.com. Next, let's hear from our resident networking expert, Chris Borja. Chris suffered from extreme shyness and introversion for the first 37 years of his life. He now helps entrepreneurs and business leaders to become better networkers, build stronger businesses, and create connected communities. Welcome back to the show, Chris. Talk to us about how we can utilize networking to increase business opportunities. All right. So 
to have a 10 tips for you guys. And the first thing is to, to really be others focused, not be so worried about what you need to accomplish yourself. Number two is to collaborate rather than compete. So think about playing poker. Everyone's competing against one another, but if we can just change the rules and have everyone start changing cards, then we change the rules of the game to where now it's about helping each other improve their hand rather than just trying to have one winner. Number three, I would say to have the philosophy of digging the well before you're thirsty. A lot of times people will network when they're in need, which puts them in a position of desperation to where they need something. And of course, they're going to be uncomfortable because of that. So start building your network before you need it. Tip number four is a candle loses nothing by lighting another candle. By helping somebody else, it doesn't extinguish your light. In fact, it just helps to grow it. So if you have the opportunity you know, spread that light around. And in fact, you put two candles together and what happens, the flame gets even bigger. And that's what happens when we network. We work together and we can do more together. Tip number five is something that we do in person. It's called the home field advantage, which means to listen to other people first by just like, I call it the home field advantage because just like in baseball, the home team has an advantage because they bat second. They know what they're up against and they can change their strategy based on how many runs they're behind. In the networking game, If you look at it, if you understand who the other person is first, it allows you to adjust your introduction to make it a lot more relevant to where it's interesting to them rather than you just pushing your agenda at them. Number six, attend an event a week is just something that has to be part of what you do because out of sight, out of mind. Number seven is when you're at that event, think about where you would position your booth. So let's say that you sponsored a booth and they gave you a a location you would probably want it close to the entrance or close to the food or somewhere there's a lot of traffic. So when you're at a live networking event, position yourself where there's going to be more traffic, people passing in and out. And number eight, I think I'm on number eight. (laughs) (laughs) Number eight is continue the relationship by having coffee or scheduling a phone call whenever possible. It always helps you to deepen the relationship, which of course leads to more trust and rapport, which results in more business and referrals. Now, the last two tips are about social media. So the first uh, of those is number nine, tip number nine, which is to become a subject expert through your social media. Make sure you stay on brand. Sometimes I see people just put crazy stuff on there and you don't know what they're about. You want to stay on brand to whatever you want that brand to be. Put that out there. Become that subject matter expert. And the final tip for you is also social media related is use it to stay top of mind. Be there on a regular basis. It doesn't have to be all about business. That can be boring and it'll lower your engagement rate and lower the amount of people that whatever social media platform allows you to be exposed to. So you want to be able to to share things that and balance it. Share a little bit about your business so people know what you do, but also share a little bit about you personally. Help people get to know you and again, use that to build that trust. So those are my top 10 tips for networking and you guys go out and make some good connections and and build those relationships and let's see what we can all do together yeah it's awesome thanks chris look the way i look at this is no more awkwardly standing in the corner at networking events i know i've done that uh, a lot myself in in the beginning before i met chris i particularly love the collaborating is better than competing i call that a win-win oh absolutely yeah i think that one's that one's critical and i've heard you mention that before and i think you've even mentioned it before on prior shows, but that that one really hits home. And I think, like you said, that one ties into the whole candle uh, uh, metaphor as well. I think those are very good things. So I appreciate that, Chris. Thanks for coming on being part of the show. Thanks for having me back and congrats on the 100th 100th show. (laughs) Thanks. All right. 
For all of your media marketing and advertising needs, contact James Minter with Buckeye Media Services at BuckeyeMediaServices.com. Okay, let's talk with Renee Tyak about a topic most business owners face at some point or another, and that is financing. Capital Plus is the best secret for balancing cash flow and financing your business debt-free. Whether it's rapid growth, slow-paying customers, or seasonal cycles, CPI can streamline collections, reduce overhead, and improve liquidity. You can visit them at cpifunding.com. Welcome back to the show, Renee. You have helped us numerous times over our 100 shows, but what do you have for us today? Today, I'm going to be sharing 10 tips on financing your business. Awesome. Tip number one, don't wait. There are a lot of options available. Take the time to consider the various options, build relationships, and tighten the numbers up before you need the money. Tip number two, have and utilize a business plan. Whether you're considering an SBA loan or perhaps uh, approaching private investors, if you want others to share your vision, you have to demonstrate the opportunity track your progress, and communicate effectively. Tip number three, know your numbers. Not only your projected sales growth, expenses, or cash flow, but also know your potential borrowing needs, when you'll need them, and how much. How will the money be used, and how will it be repaid over time? Tip number four, know your debt service coverage and other key ratios. A lot of business owners do not embrace this or understand (laughs) this before they approach a loan officer. But this is a chance to avoid those surprises when your application goes to underwriting. If you understand and know your leverage, liquidity, and quick ratios, then you'll be better prepared to negotiate. Tip number five, strengthen your personal financial statement. A healthy PFS is way more attractive to any lender than your shiny new car. (laughs) (laughs) And oftentimes business owners don't understand that their personal liabilities directly impact their borrowing capacity within the business. So tip number six, be prepared to invest and evidence your own skin in the game. So whether you bring a fat check to the table at closing or you demonstrate sweat equity that you've invested in your business as you launched your startup, you're going to want to be able to demonstrate that to the bank or the the lender that you've approached. Tip number seven, build the right team. Professional advisors, your CPA, your attorney, your fractional CFO, your banker, (laughs) these are all people that can make or break your loan application or really make or break your understanding of your creditworthiness, your borrowing capacity. I also always recommend that people seek the advice of their peer groups or even a, a formal board could be considered if you're really seeking a sizable loan. But it's important to build a successful team around you, ask for advice and Ask for key introductions. Tip number eight, a good banker makes all the difference. A good banker, a good banking relationship is one that starts early in the process. Spend time with that banker. Let them educate you, prepare you, and work with you as you prepare to apply for a loan. Bank money is often the the least expensive, so it's important to build that relationship. Ask your peers for referrals, um, somebody who's worked with a good banker, someone who can understand and work well with their underwriting team. Tip number nine, shop around. Uh, I think so often business owners don't understand that an SBA loan program can vary greatly from bank to bank. So it's important to shop around. It's important to understand the appetites of the different lenders, whether that's a bank or credit union, community development corp. Um, lots of There's a whole host of uh, services that can accommodate 
uh, the loan product or collateral coverage. It varies so greatly. So it's very important to shop around today. Tip number 10 would be to be resourceful. There are so many good free resources out there for business owners. The SBA has a complete business plan tool on their website at sba.gov. There's also a nonprofit in Ohio called fundoh.io, which helps match the appropriate local lender to the borrower based on their needs, their specific needs, as well as their financial assessment. So those would be my top 10 tips, and they all come down to being proactive and becoming an educated borrower versus becoming a victim in the, in the borrowing scheme. Yeah, and I think that happens, uh, unfortunately, way too often. Good stuff as always. Of course, I'm a sucker for Know Your Numbers. <laughs> yep, Know Your Numbers and be prepared. Yeah, yeah. And I can help with that, by the way. Uh, well, thanks again, Renee. I really appreciate you being part of the show. Thank you. I am thrilled to be here. All right. Capstone Wealth Advisors, building financial confidence for your summit, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services. Call them at 614-823-8660. Next up, let's talk about HR. Yes, HR. Aaron Merton will guide us. Are your human resource needs being put off, not done at all, or not done correctly? Doyle HCM removes the hassles of your HR headaches, allowing you to focus on what you do best. Learn more about their outstanding service. Email them at Aaron at DoyleHCM.com. Hi, Aaron. Welcome back to the show. What are your top 10 HR tips for small business owners? All right. Well, my top 10 HR tips. The first one is to find good talent and be where your potential employees are. Before you write that single job ad, you want to make sure that you know who that target employee is. Visualize yourself in the shoes of that recipient. Think about their typical work day and what that person's needs, goals, and challenges are. And so the more thought and research you put into investing and defining your target employee, the stronger reach you will have. Tip number two would be that many companies hire talent based on their gut feelings and they're in a rush to fill positions that they later regret due to their hasty hiring decision. This can create lost business revenue. So, Ken, did you know that one bad apple can bring down your work performance by about 30 to 40 percent? So my tip is to know your candidate. Make sure that the employees you hire are compatible with your organization. Conduct thorough interviews and do background checks. Tip number three would be to handle investigations with care. Studies show that 89 percent of employees who eventually file a lawsuit initially reported their concerns internally. So don't be caught failing to take a complaint seriously. You can show care by being thorough, reach a conclusion, create a written report, but most importantly, make sure to follow up with the employee who brought the complaint forward. Now, if you're listening right now, I have a two-word tip, and that's to be consistent. Be consistent with your past business practices and always treat employee situations in the same uniform manner. So Ken, my next tip is a standard classic HR tip to document, document, document. <laughs> Documentation proves that appropriate action has been taken and it can protect the business owner. Tip number six would to be to get an employee handbook. Handbooks protect and defend against employee claims. So it's critical to always have a handbook. And then tip number seven would be to define a clear vacation policy. Not all employers provide employees with vacation time, 
But if you do, it's really wise to have a clear, well-enforced policy in place to prevent any confusion and to help employees understand what steps need to be followed in order to use their time off. And tip number eight, when applying employee discipline, it would be to be consistent, specific, performance-related, and to have consequences. But most importantly, you want to make sure that that discipline is timely. So if an event happens, you don't want to follow up later, like 30 days later. You want to be timely with that discipline for those employees. Tip number nine would be that the IRS estimates employers misclassify millions of workers as independent contractors. And misclassifying independent contractors can result in an audit, and that can result in large fines and back tax payments. So my next tip would be to assess your risk and see if your independent contractors may really be employees. And if they are, you can perform a standard duties test and adjust accordingly. Tip number 10, don't go it alone. Successful small business owners really know the importance of forming partnerships and partnering with companies like payroll services, recruiting organizations, and technology vendors can really help you to retain, manage, and grow your business's workforce. So that way you can concentrate on your business and do what you do best. I like it. I like it. These are super helpful, Aaron. Yeah, I find a lot of times that business owners, unfortunately, neglect uh, their HR policies. Like they stick in their head in the sand, and then they're surprised when something comes and bites them in the butt later. Yeah, yeah, it's critical to have your documentation and to be really consistent. Yeah, yeah, and I find, again, unfortunately, that's not always what happens. Well, look, listen, these are great tips. I really appreciate it. Thanks for being part of the show, Aaron. Great. Explore the new LinkedIn Essentials online course. Create an all-star profile, expand your network, and get results. Join at chrisborja.com. That's chris, B-O-R-J-A, dot com. Now let's talk media. We all throw that term around, but what does it mean, and how can we use it to optimize our business? James Minter is a media specialist with 30 years of radio, TV, outdoor, and online media experience to help your business. He is the owner of BuckeyeMediaServices.com and AudioProductionPros123.com. Call today for a free consultation, 614-259-3810. So welcome back, James, and thanks for helping us out today. How can we best utilize media in our business? Well, uh, the first thing I would say is you want to have a good media planner uh, to help you with the media buying to execute that plan uh, with a comprehensive media mix. I mean, you always want to get the maximum reach, maximum frequency with any campaign uh, with the carefully crafted advertising and, and marketing messages that you're putting out there. Second thing, kind of a piggyback off of that is, again, the media mix itself for that buy. You know, you want to utilize the right media outlets uh, hitting your target audience, your profile clients with radio, and that includes Pandora, Spotify, uh, network TV, cable stations, billboard, online resources, mobile resources, and under that umbrella, you got banner ads, pre-roll, geofencing, SEO, SEM, all of those types of opportunities. And if done correctly, I mean, it's going to help you to build your brand awareness, your brand value for your products and services. Ultimately, you're just not wanting to put all of your eggs in one basket. Uh, the third thing would be take advantage of press release opportunities that are out there. I mean, anything that you're doing that's news to your industry or a special event, uh, and it helps if you can align your business with uh, community events, uh, charitable causes, you know, things that schools are doing, civic organizations, you know, 
I mean, every grand opening, anything that you're doing that's big for your, you know, your store, your business, you should have a press release and it should be connected to a, a chamber, you know, local chamber. Mm-hmm. Uh, four, broadcast partnerships. Radio, TV stations, I mean, they're looking for content. Uh, they're looking for interview opportunities on a regular basis. So if it's appropriate and your business services uh, would apply, I mean, approach a director or an assignment editor to see if what you do interests them for a show segment, something along those lines. Five would be take advantage of podcasting and video casting contents. Hello. <laughs> I mean, it's relatively inexpensive. I mean, it's going to allow you to build your audience in a unique way. And oftentimes uh, in those situations, you're perceived to be an expert, you know, sitting on a panel uh, many times. Hello. Uh, <laughs> Plus, if you position that correctly, I mean, you, you, uh, you've got potential to generate some revenue. You know, it's, it's a positive. Uh, I think we're up to six. So utilizing media the right way, it gives your business credibility. I mean, you can become a top three candidate uh, in a choice within your field, a perceived expert in your category of product or service. Um, you know, consumers, when they're out there, they're listening. Uh, they're going to hear your message, see your message on radio and TV ads, billboards, online. They're going to get to start to, to know, like, and trust you a lot more uh, as a consumer and wanting to do business with you. Uh, media, I mean, it, it can open your doors uh, to a lot of different companies, introduce you to other businesses, other business professionals in the community. Uh, it's going to allow you to partner with community and civic organizations. And with that, I always say, just please show some gratitude, you know, give back, you know, give referrals, be a resource. Even if you don't think there's something in it for you at the beginning, mm-hmm. you know, if you use media the right way and you build relationships, it's eventually going to come back to you. And hopefully it's a win, win, win for your customer, for the media partner that you're with, and certainly for your business. Um, and media, if it's done with the right plan, the right media mix, if it's all done correctly, it can actually save you money. I mean, you're avoiding mistakes by spending money in the right areas. You're maximizing your ROI. Uh, I mean, by securing a good marketing and advertising campaign on the right stations and the right platforms, you can actually save money. So uh, marketing and advertising campaigns, I mean, they're directed towards qualified candidates. Uh, and in doing that, you're saving time, and time is money. The people that are listening and watching your message, they know what you do, they know who you are, and they know what you can do for them. And then I would say a piggyback off of that uh, would be, you know, an extension of that is a media or a media agency. I mean, they serve as an extension of your marketing and your advertising team, but without a salary or without, you know, you having to pay benefits. Mm-hmm. So you're going to save money there. You're gaining a creative team member. Uh, you're adding uh, to your marketing and your advertising department with somebody that's going to help you grow your business and really at the cost of a part-time associate in most cases, I mean, mm-hmm. maybe even less sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then the final thing would be, you know, you give to get. Media outlets are going to, you know, give you an opportunity. You can volunteer for opportunities and charities, uh, a way to you come on as a, a board member or support them in the community. And by doing that through, you know, giving them sponsorship dollars or in-kind support or volunteering, whatever that might be, mm-hmm. you, you know, you're eventually going to get what you want. And if you use media to do that, it's going to be a positive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's awesome stuff, James. Your tips definitely address a lot of the questions that I regularly hear from business owners. What would you say is the biggest missed media opportunity? I would have to say that that is just simply not asking for like the added value elements that oftentimes will come with a media buy. I mean, 
bonus spots, you know, having banner ads included in a schedule, pre-roll content included in a schedule. Sometimes that's a difference between a, a decent or a good media buy and making it a great media buy mm-hmm. and getting that, that much more exposure for your business, your products, and your services. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Well, thanks again for coming on, James. I really appreciate you being part of the show. Thank you. At Lardy R. McNair, your legal matter will be handled efficiently, professionally, and cost-effectively. Call them at 614-534-1355 or visit them at lmcouncil.com. Well, hopefully you all know me by now, but if not, I help businesses operate more profitably and more efficiently. Of course, you can go to mrbizsolutions.com to learn more. And for more free, helpful content, definitely connect with me on social media. On Facebook and Instagram, it's Mr. Biz Solutions. On Twitter, uh, it's at Mr. Biz Tweets. And then, of course, on LinkedIn, it's Ken Mr. Biz Wentworth. So definitely connect with me there. So my top 10 tips for financial health or to get over some financial challenges and be more profitable would be, number one, use a business credit card. So that helps you stretch your payable receivable cycle. So, for example, when you have an invoice that's due, wait until day 29. Unless you can get a discount, wait until day 29 to pay for that and pay for it with a credit card, a business credit card. And that gives you, you know, depending on your billing cycle, another 30 to 45 days before you have to actually lay out the cash to pay for whatever it is that you had purchased. So if you take that into totality, that gives you 60 to 75 days from the time you got whatever that was that you bought, and you have to actually pay out the cash. So that definitely helps significantly help your cash flow. Number two, create a detailed budget. Make sure it's line by line as best you can. And most importantly, make sure it includes any seasonality that your business might have. If you don't include the seasonality and you just straight line it, what I mean by straight lining it is, say, for example, you wanted to have revenue of 120000 and you just said, oh, 120000 divided by 12 is 10, so I'm going to have 10000 a month. Um, if you don't put your seasonality, if you have seasonality in your business, you're not going to know where you're at at any point in time because you're going to be, it won't account for that seasonality. What I mean is you might have busy months, uh, January, February, March, and so you really should have made more than 10000 a month in that case because you're going to have some slow months coming up. That's what I mean by that. So make sure you include that. Number three, even if you think you know your pricing, please test it versus your actual results. And the reason I mention this one is critical. I literally have never once worked with a business where their pricing was 100% correct. And, of course, if your pricing is off, it throws a monkey wrench into everything because you're not making as much money as you should be and you're not making as much money as you can. Number four, hire on character, loyalty, and work ethic. Um, This is a critical one. The way I look at it is everything else can be learned. I can teach you. If you have those characteristics, I can teach you almost anything. Of course, depending on the specialty you have in your business, sometimes you have to have some background skills, of course, and some knowledge of that. But these are three critical things. If you hire based on those, you will be uh, a much happier employer. (laughs) Number five, along the lines of, of cash flow again, Make sure you have a transparent invoice. And what I mean by that is include dates and late fees, things like that. So, for example, if you pay by this date, which is, you know, maybe say the net 30. Uh, so maybe uh, if you pay by August 30th, the it's $1,000. If you pay after August 30th, it's whatever. You include that late fee. So people know exactly that you're all tracking that. It helps get you to the top, as I like to say, of the pay pile. So at the end of the month when people are prioritizing if they have a cash flow issue themselves and are prioritizing who they're going to pay. If they know you have a late fee and it's spelled out transparently on your invoice, you're going to get paid as opposed to someone who doesn't have that. Number six, review your budget, progress, and your financials every single month. That way you can make better decisions. You can adjust as needed. You can see where you're up, where you're down, et cetera. And again, you can adjust your business. 
Number seven, be sure to include all costs in your pricing. And I know that sounds very obvious, but this is literally the number one pricing problem. Remember I mentioned that I've never worked with a company that had their pricing 100% correct? Well, this is it. This is really the meat and potatoes of where the, the, the problem comes in. And a lot of times what happens is they don't include things for redos or reworks where you have to go back out to a customer or you have to redo something for a customer. Um, that's not included in your upfront pricing, and you need to have that. Freight, shipping, those are things that get mixed, uh, lost in the mix sometimes as well. So make sure that you have all those in because if you don't include them in your estimate, then your actuals will be off and then your margins will shrink and, you know, it's just a bad, bad problem there. Accept credit cards. Don't be a check chaser. So a real quick example, if you spend two hours a week chasing checks, you know, driving over to pick up a check from someone who owes you money, if you pay yourself $35 an hour, just using that as a round thing, uh, just, just for the sake of the example, that 104 hours, first of all, two hours a week times 52 weeks, right? 104 hours throughout the year. If you're, and you're, maybe you're the only salesperson. So that 104 hours, you could be used to getting sales, right? So if your average sale takes, let's say, call it two hours and the average sales $2,500, adding that up, not only what you, you know, per hour of you driving and being uh, unproductive, but those wasted sales, that's $134,000 wasted in this example. Uh, so very important. Measure profit margin, not just gross margin. You know, everything should extend beyond just your cost of goods sold. Um, if you don't know what that means, definitely reach out to me. But you want to make sure you're including all of your costs and not just looking at gross margin. That ignores all of your overhead and admin. And the final tip I'll give is to start with yes. With ideas, with your customers, with your employees, etc. Determine how it can work before just shutting it down and saying we can't. So start with the answer is yes. And then basically prove yourself if it won't work or it will work. But you got to start with that attitude. So hopefully you find those financial tips helpful. Again, follow our Facebook page, Mr. Biz Solutions, for lots of free, insightful videos and other content. Are slow-paying customers locking up your cash? Get up and get over to Capital Plus on Henderson Road, serving B2B companies nationwide since 1992. CPIfunding.com. Okay, now we move to a topic that is critically important to our long-term success, and that is branding. Gregory Fowler Media offers integrated services that build brands, boost reputations, and amps up influence in the marketplace, local community, and public at large. Specializing in design, messaging, and production, they create strategies for digital and live platforms for today's socially connected consumers. So with us to talk about branding is Mr. Chip Gregory of Gregory Fowler Media. So welcome back to the show, Chip. As our branding expert, what are your top 10 tips for us? Hey, Ken. Thanks for having me. So number one is start by working at the subatomic level and defining your brand, brand positioning. Now, in quantum physics, this is this level is where all the magic happens, and so with branding strategy. So just really concentrate on your customer service and quality products or, or service. Number two, it's all about the blog and the email newsletter. They do work if done properly. In fact, think of your, your social media pages are rented property. Get those email addresses. Make sure you create your own blog as your very own social media outlet. Number three, lean into local search marketing and the power of the customer review. Do not ignore those customer reviews. It's ground zero for, for everything you're doing. Number four, hire a professional photographer and stop with the stock photos. <laughs> corporate I've heard head you say that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> corporate headshots, product photos, service action photos, and behind the scenes. Number five, hire a professional videographer and get a 30-second promo for your social media coverage page and website. It'll help reinforce your business character and, and clarify uh, your offering to customers. Number six, 
employ what I call just-in-time communications in your brand strategy. You can't say everything at once. You need clarity of message, the right message at the right time to the right audience. Number seven, give yourself, your brand to the world. Find a nonprofit agency you believe in and become a corporate sponsor partner. Think of them as a client, though. You have to give it 100% and partner with them. Mm-hmm. Number eight, be bold and mighty forces will come to your aid. <laughs> it's, one of my, it's my big, big thing. Branding is all about design, messaging, production, and strategy. My version of that is art, story, science makes magic. Number nine, let your graphics be rich with beautiful designs and stop telling your designers to make the font stand out. <laughs> Billboards are alive and well, by the way. And don't overpower it with your logo. In today's uh, age of transparency, you kind of have it's it's frustrating for a branding strategist, but you have to kind of come at uh, the consumer uh, sideways with your brand and your call to action. And number ten, utilize the live event. Talk about ground zero. The live event is is what we crave, right? It's all about that live event and that live element. Awesome, awesome. Thanks, Chip. So I love the first tip, and that's one of the things I think that sets your company apart from other media companies. Help us dig a little deeper in what do you mean by, define what you mean by subatomic level. Yeah. So, for instance, um, let's say that you have a logo on your car, Right. Um, you, you wrapped your car great with your brand, but how do you drive that car, right? Mm-hmm. If you're an aggressive driver, you are <laughs> going around ticking everybody off, and it's not you they're mad at, it's your brand. Right, right. right. Stuff like that. It's all about the touch points of the customer. Uh, start there with everything, and everything else will fall into place. That, for us, is a subatomic level. Now, that's about changing your, your business DNA. In today's market, you have to be part media company, part nonprofit company, and also a live event company. And you're like, look, I'm just trying to sell jewelry online, right? <laughs> but I'm telling you, that's what I mean by that. You have to change your business DNA. You know, we're coming out of the age of information. We're going more in the age of transparency. Today's enlightened consumer, they will be loyal to your brand if you, if you do these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. And again, I think I think that's one of the things. I mean, there's a lot of media companies out there, but I think those are some of the things, and hopefully you heard it in, in Chip's Tips easy for me to say, chips tips, uh, <laughs> that kind of separates Gregory Fowler Media from, from other media companies. Well, again, thanks a lot, Chip, for being part of the show. I really appreciate it. Awesome tips. I'm sure the listeners will get a lot out of it. Thank you. Capstone Wealth Advisors, building financial confidence for your summit, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services. Call them at 614-823-8660. Okay, next, let's talk about sales and growth. As I mentioned, Grant Cardone type stuff. So Kenneth G. Hasty is an award-winning salesperson, speaker, trainer, author, and former Fortune 500 sales executive. Kenneth has been ranked among LinkedIn's top 10 management consultant and sales coach profiles. He has worked in every state and several countries. Hey, Kenneth, welcome back to B2B Radio, and thanks for joining us for this special show. What tips can you give us for sales and growth? Thanks, Ken, and I'm honored to be part of your, your 100th show. So this is great. Well, let's get right to it. First off... You have to believe in what you're selling. You know, this is what gives salespeople kind of a bad name. Is sales, think of a used car sales guy. It's like, hey, you know, come in. <laughs> and, and, and they don't believe in what they're selling. It's just another car to them, et cetera, most of the time. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so what happens is you don't have a sincerity to it. If, if you don't believe in what you're selling, get out. Go do something else. Two, research your prospective customer in advance. 
nowadays is so easy to learn about people. You can go on Google, you can go on LinkedIn, you can go on Facebook. And what you and the reason for researching is you want to find commonalities. You want to find, you know, bonds between you and that person, their personal interests. You know, if you find out, for instance, that maybe they're a big fan of uh, the Buckeyes, then you might might want to bring the Buckeyes up in the conversation, <laughs> you know, things like that, okay? Mm-hmm. Three is present yourself as a resource that helps solve problems. You know, nobody wants to talk to a salesperson. You know, somebody knocks on the door, oh, crap, it's a salesperson. Here we go, you know, everybody's ducking in, trying to get away, you know. So once you do that, you want to be a confident person who can help them solve their problems. So you don't want to go in, you're not trying to sell them per se, you're trying to help them find answers, solutions to the problems that they might have. Four, smile and be enthusiastic. I was in training one time, and, and the guy slapped his business card on the desk of the receptionist and said, I'm here to see the, you know. He didn't get in, I can't imagine, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so you know, enthusiasm sells. You know, and people tend to do business with people they like. So, you know, that's why I say smile, be enthusiastic, be genuine. And number five, involve the customer with an interactive sales presentation. What, what I mean by that is don't sit there and lecture to the customer. Have, have you ever done that? Somebody comes up and just starts talking and droning and droning. Yeah. You know, it's like, my gosh, you know, <laughs> you tune out. You can't, so you, they need, need to keep them involved. Mm-hmm. And then listen to what they have to say. That's part of the involvement. Don't just keep rambling on uh, like I'm doing right now. So <laughs> six, <laughs> uncover and agree on several of their needs. So, so what do I mean by that? So if you want to sell somebody something, you've got to find a need and fill it. So find out what your prospective customer feels that they need, that he needs. Focus in on agreed needs that your product can address. In, in my book, I call that loading my gun. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. okay, I can handle it. They, they've got a problem. I can fix that. But, you know, I'll just make a note. Um, seven, engage the customer emotionally by emphasizing the pain caused by these needs. All right, so what do I mean by that? Ask her, you know, what would happen if these needs aren't addressed? You know, how, how, what would be the problem? And then reinforce it with empathy. It's, oh, ouch. Yikes. Oh, my. You know, okay. Yeah. And then ask, you want to really drill it in at this point. You want to say, you know, so ask, how, how would that make her feel? You know, people buy an emotion and they justify it with logic. So eight, summarize their agreed needs and how your product can address them. Something like this. And you'll be happy to know that our product will address these needs for you. Only discuss the needs that you can help with. Because, you know, don't don't remind them of the ones you can't help with right. because <laughs> you're not going to sell very well, you know. Um, and, then, and then remember I talked about bullets. So you want to shoot each bullet or each agreed need individually. So you'll bring it back to them. Mm-hmm. So nine, reinforce how addressing these needs is beneficial to them personally. And so what that means is we've talked about these needs. We've talked about what would happen if it was, you know, if we didn't address them, et cetera. So it's like, you know, we, we can take a load off of you. You know, you, you, you won't have to feel that way anymore. You, you won't have these problems anymore. And, and then 10, ask for the order. You know, the order should be a natural progression of the conversation. So it, should, so it shouldn't be like this big surprise or, you know, this arm-twisting kind of thing at the end and, 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 and stuff like that. So, so basically, are, are you ready to start addressing this? Okay, let's do it. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's one of the things I think it's key that people miss a lot of times is actually asking for the sale at the end. Absolutely. And again, like you said, make it a natural progression. Well, look, Ken, I really appreciate it. Uh, thanks for being part of the show. Awesome tips. I know people who are not comfortable with sales, these will definitely help them. So thanks a lot. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate it. Lardier McNair offers a wide variety of legal services to protect you, your family, and your business. Call or email today, 614-534-1355, or visit them at lmcouncil.com.
Who has been waiting to hear about digital marketing and website optimization? Well, you're in luck because we have an absolute guru. If you're looking for someone with a diverse understanding of the ever-changing digital marketing world, including the technology that powers it, give Jason Case a call at 614-636-5854. He can implement proven digital systems to help grow and streamline your business. Welcome back to b Radio, Jason. Easy for me to say. <laughs> what are your top 10 tips for us? Yeah, sure, Ken. So um, my list is really not in any specific order, but let me just go ahead and start with number one. So stop procrastinating and start taking action. I think this is one of my favorite kind of motto is um, progress, not perfection. Mm -hmm. And I live by that. So the longer it takes, you're not going to make any progress if you're, you're really not moving forward. Number two, know your numbers. You need to have efficient ways to track your leads, conversion rates, your profit margins, all this stuff very quickly and easily. If you don't know your numbers, then there's no way to know what's working and what's not working. And without this data, then you really have no pulse on your business and you can't eliminate the stuff that you're wasting money on or spend more money on the stuff that's actually working. So I think that's a, a excellent one to, to know. So if you're not, not tracking your data and know your numbers yet, you know, make sure you implement some systems to do that. Number three, always test and measure to improve your results. So again, once you know your data, you should be testing and measuring different marketing strategies to um, constantly improve on them and improve your results. Number four, don't cut your marketing campaigns off too quickly. Creating successful campaigns takes time. So what I mean by this is I feel like people try to implement marketing strategies and think they're going to get success overnight. <laughs> it just doesn't work. Yeah. I mean, if we did, that'd be awesome. Everybody would be starting <laughs> businesses and uh, making a ton of money. But this takes a lot of time. And again, going back to testing and measuring different campaigns, uh, different ad copy, different ad creative, all this stuff takes time and you need to, to spend some time to really see your results. If something's not working over one to three months, then I think you need to think twice about the strategy and possibly eliminate it. Mm -hmm. um, and not, not saying that's never going to work for you down the road, but you know, you can always come back to it mm -hmm. and, and try again later. Uh, number five, avoid using too many marketing strategies when you're first starting out. So especially in a startup space when you're, you're like the only person in your business, too many marketing strategies is just going to spread yourself way too thin. So focus on one or two strategies, just getting going. Uh, number six, do research up front before pursuing a marketing strategy. So if you go after a marketing strategy and didn't, didn't do your research up front, you could be going after something that your target audience is not even mm -hmm. in, and you're just going to waste too much money and efforts at that. Mm -hmm. Number seven. Seven. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ken. Uh, publish tons of content. No matter what what you're doing, I think this is an excellent strategy to stick by. In today's world, you can't publish enough content, in my mind. Mm -hmm. And number eight, don't be afraid to delegate tasks. So another one, you know, just delegate out stuff that, you know, you're not comfortable with. And and um, especially in today's world, you can build virtual teams and delegate stuff out pretty quickly and easily. Mm -hmm. Number nine, spend time building systems and automation in your business. Again, this is huge. Like admin task, analyzing data, reports. This takes so much time. And um, you can put automation into this to 
really streamline things and focus on what's most important. And then number 10, keep your website updated and optimized for the search engines. This is huge too. So it's not just one thing that you you publish your website and leave it and forget about it. You need to keep it up to date, need to keep it secure and always optimized. This will uh, help with your marketing and also help convert more leads. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's one of those things that a lot of people do, unfortunately. I'm sure you see it, I'm sure, every day is that they kind of set it and forget it. <laughs> Way too often. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot, Jason. I really appreciate uh, you being part of the show. Awesome tips. I'm sure the listeners will get uh, a ton of value out of that. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. Do you need help with the creative radio or TV commercial? Do you need to stand out from your competition? Contact BMS, Buckeye Media Services, at BuckeyeMediaServices.com. All right, who has been waiting for some legal advice? If that's you, wake up, because it's time. At Lardy R. McNair, hire us to protect you, your family, and your business. Lardy R. McNair, LLC, your central Ohio law firm where you receive large firm expertise at a small firm price. Call them today at 614-534-1355 or visit them at lmcouncil.com. So thanks for joining us again, Darren. Uh, really appreciate you being on. Your prior advice has been solid, but what do you have for us today? I appreciate it, Ken. Thanks for having me on again. First tip is get it in writing. And what I mean by that is whether it's your agreement with your business partner, um, the agreement you've got for some deliverables from a vendor, or what you're going to promise people that you're going to sell your product to, get it in writing. There, there's no shame in um, making people put their money where their mouth is and put it in writing. The second tip I've got is to research your brand and then protect it. I think this is probably one of the most important tips of the day, and we'll get into this a little bit later, but I think you can protect it on a federal level as well as a state level, but you want to make sure that what you're protecting, if you're going to put a lot of money into something, make sure it's available to be protected to begin with. Mm -hmm. uh, number three, you want to invest in your entity formation, so make sure you set up the proper legal entity. If you don't know what entity you should be, then you should contact a lawyer and get that advice ahead of time. Mm -hmm. Number four, you want to make sure that you properly insure your risk. And I don't sell insurance, but I buy a lot of it. <laughs> and one of the most important policies that we've purchased in our law practice, I think, is the cybersecurity insurance. Yeah. And, you know, with all the hacking that goes around, I mean, if Dropbox can get hacked and some of these big companies can get hacked, then you know, you want to you want to mitigate your risk. We're we're in the business to provide a good service, and at the end of the day, be in the black. Mm -hmm. So, um, you want to protect your mitigate your risk. Uh, number five is to vet your vendors. So you can do background checks on companies. You can go to the local court of common pleas websites. You can check out people who you're dealing with to make sure that you're not the third person um, in the. Rob Peter to pay Paul scheme that they've not already had several lawsuits filed against them. Check mm. the BBB. I mean, do your research. People that you work with are going to be an image of, of your own brand mm -hmm. and an extension of that. Mm -hmm. Number six, understand the, the legal consequences to your actions. What I mean by that is, you know, if you don't know what your end game is, it's probably better to properly plan with a lawyer from the beginning. And you want to know if you sign something personally or in the business folds, you're going to be responsible. Oh, no, I have an LLC, and so I'm not going to have to pay for that. Well, you probably are unless yeah. your LLC has its own credit. Mm -hmm. You know, number seven is going to be honestly identify your weaknesses and get help. Bookkeeping is probably one of my weaknesses. And so <laughs> in the beginning, I hired a bookkeeper mm -hmm. to make sure that I had somebody who was going to do the things correctly 
that I had kind of a shortcoming in. Mm -hmm. And you might say, well, how does that tie into, you know, a legal tip? Well, if you ever have to prove the value of your service, if you're in court, if you have to collect a debt, then you're going to want to make sure you've got proper books and records to identify those things. Mm -hmm. Uh, Number eight, independent contractor versus employee is a big deal. It's a big deal to the IRS. It's a big deal from both the government, the, the federal level and the state level. There's a large test that the, that the IRS will go through in determining whether you're an independent contractor or an employee. And if you don't know those answers, give our office a call because we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, number nine, you know, invest in good people and invest in your technology. That's my put your money where your mouth is, number nine. Mm-hmm. And you want to make sure that you're building your brand from the bottom up and you're, you're, you're spending the money where it needs to be spent. And that's on good people and the ability to communicate your product or service. Number 10, ask the question before you really need the help. A lot of times we are janitors. We're cleaning up messes that other people started because they didn't properly plan. And um, I much like more being on the side of helping someone plan. I love to litigate. I love being in the courtroom. So if that's the case, call our office. But we like to help people plan. I think with investing your in, in your entity and researching your brand and protecting it, one of the most important things to me, and this is back to tip number two, mm-hmm. is making sure that... When you protect it and you're going to put money through social media and you're going to spend all this money in pay-per-click and Google and Facebook, protect something that can be your own. Mm-hmm. Invest in your own brand and protect it. Yeah. No, I like it. I like it. Well, thanks a lot, Darren. I mean, tips are always – you've been on the show before. They've always been helpful. But I think these uh, 10 really are, are nice, concise lists for small business owners are very helpful. So thanks for being part of the show. We appreciate it. Thanks for having us again, Ken. Yeah, absolutely. Get never-ending warm referrals by learning the mindset and skills to network in person and online. Learn more at chrisborja.com. That's chris, B-O-R-J-A, dot com. Wowza, did you get all of that? Still catching my breath. Our experts were beyond amazing. We literally just shared 100 tips for small business owners to optimize and grow their businesses. Not just any random 100 tips, but the top 10 tips from my hand-picked experts in 10 different subjects that are critical for your success. If you skip to the end, I may have done that myself if I were you, you need to go back. Seriously, you don't want to miss this one. Tons of very useful information. Heck, put the audio on in the background while you multitask. Think about it this way. Even if you only use 20 of the 100 tips, just 20%, how much of a positive impact will that have on your business? Bottom line, I'm certain it will be worth your time. If you could benefit your business by $10,000 or more, is, is, is it worth 60 minutes of your time? Don't miss out on this opportunity. BB Radio is usually reserved only for members of Mr. Biz Solutions, members of Mr. Biz Nation. I haven't found anywhere else you can find the top 100 comprehensive small business lists such as this. So do not miss out. This special show will only be available to the general public for a limited time. And last but certainly not least, I want to thank all of our sponsors who brought the show to you without any commercial breaks. And those would be Capstone Wealth Advisors, Lardier McNair LLC, Capital Plus Inc., Become a Better Networker, Buckeye Media Services. As always, thanks for listening. Check out more on MrBizSolutions.com. And don't forget, cash flow is king. This has been B2B Radio with your host, Mr. Biz, sponsored by Capital Plus. Capital Plus is your trusted resource for commercial financing and accounts receivable management. They've been providing working capital to businesses nationally for 25 years. 
Learn more about them at cpifunding.com or to schedule a free consultation, call 855-522-3951. 